Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. When you hear those words, you can feel good knowing that. State Farm is there to help you feel supported with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. Now, let me tell you, girl, I don't got a boat, a motorcycle, or an RV, but State Farm covers my home and my car. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help protect your future by helping you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And you know what? Getting insurance can be so intimidating because you don't know exactly what you need. So having an agent that could help you with each step makes it so much easier. Girl, I feel you on that. So when things get complicated and you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there too. Maybe you like to handle things in person or on the phone with your local agent, or you prefer to do it on statefarm.com or on the award-winning app. State Farm lets you do things your way. I personally am the type of gal that likes to do things through an app. It just makes it more easier than going in person or hopping on a call. So I love that they have that option available. Girl, I like to use an app too. I'm not trying to pull up a person or or a call because I'm way too, I have too much social anxiety for that. I'm trying to do it on the app. So that's why I'm here with State Farm. And that is why, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistant tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers Thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. I'm a small business owner, and I believe that this is a great tool for other small business owners. In small businesses, you need to create a team. And if you're starting by yourself, Constant Contact can be the team that you need. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by the 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Welcome to the Global Goals Cast, the podcast that explores if we can change the world. Every one of our guests of the Global Goals Cast is special, but not every one of our guests is royalty. Today we explore modern slavery with Her Royal Highness Princess Eugenie and Julia de Boinville, who are forming the Anti-Slavery Collective. My co-host, Edie Lush, sat down with them recently at the Changemaker Summit in London, organized by our partner Seven Hills. Thanks to Harmon, the official sound of Global Goldcast. So I am delighted to be joined today by Her Royal Highness Princess Eugenie and also by Julia de Boinville. Now you guys have been best friends forever, right? Over 13 years. 
It's quite scary. That is good. Okay. <laughs> I feel old. Now, we're talking today about fighting the scourge of modern slavery. Tell me, first of all, your Royal Highness, how you guys got involved in this issue. Being best friends, Jules and I went with my mum to visit Calcutta in t- back in 2013. And we met uh, this amazing woman called Aloka Mitra, who um, started the Women's Instinct Foundation. And she works to take traffic girls and women off the streets and teaches them a vocational skill such as printing on fabrics, making these amazing handbags and scarves and dresses and just beautiful products. And um, Jules and I, that was the first time we ever really saw what modern slavery was and human trafficking and what really that is in the modern age. Mm. We didn't know this to the extent of, of what this global epidemic was. We didn't know. We thought, oh, William Wilberforce, you know, he did away with it in 1833 and Britain led the way and that was just what happened. But we realised then that it's a huge problem and it happens all across the world and even in a mile from where you live, it's happening in the UK. So that was our first experience of it. And slavery today is not is not like it was in the 1800s, you know. Slaves walk amongst us. It's not shackles and chains that they're, they're normal people walking on the streets so it's it's really terrifying and you came back from that and I think something happened with Topshop am I right tell yes. me about that so we came back to London and Jules and I wanted to continue our education from that my mum and uh, my father with our help set up the key to freedom which is the f- sort of fashion brand of women's interlink which sells products done by these girls to shops like Topshop Um, where 100% of the wage goes back to the girls in Calcutta and gives them a job, a wage, keeps them off the streets, um, keeps them going back to their traffickers sometimes, which happens. And it was really fulfilling. It was amazing to see that this could actually happen, that we Mm. could make change. And so from that, Jules and I started our education and have done so for the last five years, just continued to read as much as we can, meet as many people as we can, talk to policymakers, change makers as we did mm-hmm. today, talk to governments and, and millennials and as many people as possible to really learn about this, but also uh, see how we can affect change. So it's interesting to me because it's an issue affecting every single corner of the world. It's hard to estimate the actual numbers of people who are in modern slavery. So it's estimated around 40 million people. So Just to put that in perspective, it's about the population of Poland. What I love about what you guys have done is go around and educate yourselves. So go out and meet some of these people. Tell me a little bit about some of the women you've met along the way. One lady springs to mind, a young lady called Farida. Eugenie and I met Farida at the end of last year. Um, And Farida is from the Yazidi tribe in northern Iraq. And Farida was trafficked by ISIS. The men in her family, so her husband, father, brother, were all killed before her eyes and dumped in a mass grave. Her and her sister were then trafficked. And she described these horrific scenes of what sounded to us more like a sort of cattle market where slaves were taken to the village and traded. Um, you know, and, and men would buy them mostly for sexual exploitation, keep them for a day, sometimes a week, and when they tired of them, they would take them back to the market and, and trade them in again. And that was her life. And Farida managed to escape, only to be recaptured again and for the same horrific ordeal to happen all over again. And then she escaped again. And this is when she came across a wonderful organization called Yazda. 
and the ASDA have taken care of her. They've helped her write a book, helped give her a platform to tell her story. Uh, she's spoken at The Hague. And th this is one story that actually has a happy ending. So she now lives in Germany and she's happily married. And she's devoted her life to helping other people in her situation. But think of all the people who haven't escaped. Mm. Um, but it's, it's really amazing doing what we do um, to be able to meet these people. It's, it's so incredibly humbling when someone has been through what she's been through, yet still wants to devote her life to this cause. We're recording this in London. The UK, of course, isn't immune to modern slavery. The National Crime Agency here last week said that more than 5,000 potential victims of modern slavery and trafficking were referred to UK authorities last year. Half of those are forced labor. Around a third are people exploited for sexual purposes. Once again, women and children affected more. Tell me about some of your encounters with slavery closer to home. There's about 13,000 people trafficked roughly in the UK and it was a few years ago where I met the Salvation Army and they really, really hit home the extent of what's going on in the UK. We're leading the charge. We've, we've passed the Modern Slavery Bill. We've got an independent slavery commissioner. It's fantastic, the work that's being done. But I did, we did go and visit the Salvation Army, we went to a safe house and we met this unbelievable girl called Sharon uh, because we'll keep her anonymous. But she was trafficked by her next door neighbour in Manchester to a gang within Manchester. And the gang did horrific things to her from setting her on fire to um, smashing bottles inside her. And from that, she's had countless surgeries to re correct that and to make her whole again. But what is amazing about this story and what has stayed with Jules and I and will stay with us forever is Sharon is the most incredible 21-year-old girl you would ever meet. She walked in and smiled and told her story with such courage and conviction mm. and sat there and said, I just want to fight with you and I just want to make change and I just want to keep going. All she wants to do is just keep us going like it's her mission to keep Jules and I fighting. It's remarkable seeing someone make you believe, like, you know, we grumble about rain, but mm. there she is teaching us how we can actually look at the world and how we can fight something. It, it, it gives me goosebumps thinking about it, and it's something that we want to continue to do for her. So you guys are setting up something called the Anti-Slavery Collective. Tell me how that's going and what you're doing. So the Anti-Slavery Collective is all about raising awareness for modern slavery as a global epidemic. Um, and we'll do this through various different platforms, be it um, a book we want to publish, social media, events, our website. Eugenie and I both believe that two heads are better than one. We don't want to reinvent the wheel and set up another charity. There are so many amazing organisations out there doing phenomenal work. We want to shine a light on them and bring people together to share ideas, to share resources, to share data. And not just NGOs as well, it's about getting business leaders, policymakers, NGOs, individuals all in the same room to convene and, and agree on a, on a way forward to make change. And I think the main thing to focus us at the, at the beginning is a, is a website. I think technology is just the greatest source for us all to actually talk and we kind of forget because we're I'm not very techie and more creative but <laughs> it is the way forward and 
it's all about engaging Gen Z, millennials. It's about getting a new audience. It's about getting those new audiences to talk to top-level politicians and change-makers and policy-makers. It's all about using technology to bring everyone together. And the website, as a first port of call, will be hugely fantastic for people to, to look and, and find amazing stories as well as statistics and, and things that can um, help them learn. So learning is part of the process. We on the Global Goals Cast also talk about actions you can take. There's this great UNICEF campaign that says that likes don't save lives. So just by liking something isn't going to do anything. But I know that you guys can give us some actions on what people can do. Yes. Some of the things that Jules and I talk about regularly is asking the question. And this is something Salvation Army have done wonderful work with, with a campaign, which I help them with. But it's about asking the question and being aware. It's about downloading certain apps that you can get. There's a there's an app called Not My Style and also Good On You. And that teaches about ethically sourced fashion labels and what where you can wear, come. where they've come from, supply chains. Um, and, and Jules, jump in because uh, you've got a really good one. Uh, the, the United Nations Violence Against Women campaign um, are also developing something called the Orange Label, whereby um, luxury fashion brands are awarded this orange label that they can incorporate into their logo as a sort of seal of approval to show that they're ethically sourced. Supply chains is a big one for businesses and the consumer. You know, the consumer has the responsibility to put pressure on big businesses because that's who they're going to listen to. Um, and big businesses owe it to their consumer to be conscientious and accountable for their supply chains. Yeah, and I think also following on from that, it's about when you look at your nail salon or your car wash or uh, when you go across overseas and you find that tomatoes are really cheap there and more mm -hmm. expensive there, it's about asking the question as to why that is. And being aware of 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 that just changes your whole perspective on what actually is going on in the situation. It's not just about sexual exploitation, it's about domestic servitude, workforce labour, and, and all the many kinds of modern-day slavery that aren't in the open. So my producer has just asked a fantastic question, which is what's at the root of this idea of modern slavery? Well, essentially, it's, it's organised crime. You know, it's run by rings and gangs all over the world, and it's incredibly profitable. Uh, so so what, one organisation we've worked with, um, they go about tackling the source. So they go at the very, very top levels and infiltrate these nasty gangs um, because if they believe that if you can stop it at the top, it'll stop the kind of the, the filtering down process. Um, it is also supply and demand. It's a business. So the Sustainable Development Goals, which of course we talk about on this podcast, Sustainable Development Goal 8 is about promoting sustainable economic growth decent work for all. Part of this is ending slavery by 2030, which seems quite soon, in fact. What would you like to, Yeah. What would you like to see from businesses? How can they get involved? They can get involved with the anti-slavery collective. <laughs> we'd, love to, we'd love to have lots of businesses involved. Um, supply chains is a really obvious one. We're seeing a lot of forced labour in cleaning companies at the moment so for example a big hotel chain might outsource their cleaning function to a third party without maybe checking the viability or permits of their workers and that kind of falls under the mm -hmm. sort of domestic servitude bracket as well but 
supply chains go on and on and there's so many layers. Um, so it's just about being as thorough as possible. And the way that the modern slavery bill has been set up is not to kind of prosecute and point the finger, but to help businesses discover if there's um, modern slavery in their supply chain. That's in the UK. Yeah, people are rewarded for coming forward and saying, oh, actually, this is what we found. Not not prosecuted. It's it's about collaborating and, and working together. There's a fantastic book called Half the Sky, which Jules and I just read, and it's remarkable. And it's called Half the Sky because Chinese proverb says, women hold up half the sky. And how can a world ever survive or exist when half of its population is not being treated justly and you know women and girls but you know especially trafficked what's going on with human trafficking and how many it's happening to is it's really something that we've all got to open our eyes to work together towards focus on you know we cannot say we did not know quoting Wilberforce he really is a hero for us because we can't turn a blind eye to it. It's something in society. It's something that all society sort of exacerbates because it's sometimes a huge subject and you don't want to broach it. You get overwhelmed. But it's about all of us working together. And as Jules said, it's not about pointing the finger. It's about all of us aligning and, and knowing that this is right and that we can fix this and that this is something that can be eradicated by 2030. I would love that to happen. I think I think everyone, businesses, individuals, we have to take an element of responsibility. You know, I don't want to speak to my ch- child in however many years' time, my unborn child, <laughs> <laughs> and and have to say, oh God, yes, mm. slavery existed in my lifetime, and I I sat on my hands and I didn't do anything about it. When I was preparing for this yesterday, in fact, I was looking at the facts and came up with this fact about these five thousand reported cases last year in the UK, and my ten-year-old came up and she went what? In the UK? That's here. I mean, it is extraordinary. It is. And something I I just like to tell all the listeners is don't be overwhelmed by it. It it is, you know, so many people in this field who are working, who have been working and continue to work in this field, they even say to me, oh, sometimes I get frustrated and disheartened, but it doesn't mean they'll give up. And I think that's something all you listeners should know is that if you could save one person's life or if you can help one person or whatever it is or support one charity, then you're doing something incredible and you're really changing the world. Thank you guys very much for joining me here on the Global Goalscast and I'm Edie Lush. Thank you so much, Edie, for, for having us here today. It's, um, it's a huge honour to be able to talk to you about the Anti-Slavery Collective and more from us soon. And if anyone wants to imagine where we are, we're in a very dark black room (laughs) (laughs) with a big sort of round thing in front of our faces. But we're all smiling. This podcast is powered by CBS News Digital. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences 
grow your customer list and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistant tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. I'm a small business owner, and I believe that this is a great tool for other small business owners. In small businesses, you need to create a team, and if you're starting by yourself, Constant Contact can be the team that you need. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support, plus everything's backed by the 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com.